listening to the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. Call 1-877-669-1292. I've gone every day this week to talk about the fallout from the Israel-Gaza war. We talked about a man being killed in Los Angeles. We talked about a synagogue being desecrated in Montreal, firebombs thrown into a synagogue and thrown into a Jewish community center. Today I come on to talk about two bullets shot into the doors of elementary schools in Montreal. Two bullets shot into elementary schools. The elementary schools, thank God, were not open at the time that the bullets were fired. It was done early in the morning. But two bullets into the doors of elementary schools. I uh, want to put a disclaimer at the beginning that I work for one of those elementary schools that were shot today. And I'm not speaking on behalf of the school. I'm only speaking on behalf of myself. And uh, please do not attribute it or anything I say to the opinions of anybody in the school. I speak on this show only on behalf of myself. It's called the Howie Silberger Show. And I speak only on my behalf. I don't speak on behalf of anybody else. But the attack on schools is outrageous. It's outrageous. It's, it's unbelievably outrageous. There was a time when protesters, when, when Jew haters, were pretending that this attack on the Jewish community was about Israel. There was a time when they were pretending that they were humanitarian and they wanted to they wanted to save Gaza or save Palestine or save whatever fictitious country they were talking about saving. There was a time when it was probably believable, but that time ended in 1993, and go way back, when the United Tomatoras in Ville Saint Laurent it's been closed since then, but when the United Tomatoire in Ville Saint Laurent was firebombed in 1993, that's when the charade ended. That's when we knew 100% that the Jew hatred was actually Jew hatred. It had nothing to do with the fight in the Middle East. 1993. And in 1993, then Justice Minister Erwin Kotler who had just, I'm sorry, did I say 93? I meant 2003. Sorry, I got it wrong, wrong day. Uh, then Justice Minister Erwin Kotler, who had just passed anti-terror legislation in Canada, he refused to try the terrorist that bombed the United Tomatoras in 2003 refused to try them under the terror legislation. 
Instead, they were tried under the arson legislation, or they were called arsonists. And they are out of jail. They didn't really get, didn't really get much of a fine or a, a jail time. Fast forward to 2023. A bullet went through the doors of the United Tomatora. And the bullet went through the doors of Yeshiva Gadola. in an obvious attempt to scare Jews. And nobody could pretend today that this was an action to free Palestine. This was pure Jew hatred, pure attempt to intimidate the Jewish community, pure attempt to cause fear amongst Jews and divide the Jewish community in the city. What the Jew hater doesn't know and what the Jew hater doesn't understand is that events like today, events like what happened at Concordia yesterday, unite the community, doesn't divide the community. The more we're attacked, the more united the Jewish community is. Together we stand, divided we fall. And we learned our lesson about being divided and we learned our lesson about falling. And no matter how many times the Jew hater is going to attack the Jewish community, no matter how many times the Jew hater is going to get up and fight the Jews, we will always prevail. Because we will always defend ourselves, we will always fight back. What kind of coward attacks children? I'm asking that question a little over a month after many, many cowards killed children, including babies and toddlers, beheading them, murdering them, burning them alive, baking them in ovens. I asked that question a month after the same kind of, I'm not even calling animals, that would be an insult to dogs, an insult to animals, same kind of monsters took hostages, including children, into tunnels, into dark, dank tunnels in Gaza, and held, and, and are continuously holding them. Hostages as young as three months old. I asked that question on the eve of the commemoration, on the 85th commemoration of Kristallnacht, the night that started the Holocaust. I asked that question. November 9th, the first night of the commemoration of Kristallnacht, which lasted three nights, where Germans marched into Jewish towns, beat up, killed, burned, destroyed Jewish homes, businesses, threw Jews into synagogues, locked them in, and then set the synagogues on fire. Kind of exactly what happened, or very close to what happened a month ago in southern Israel. The murder of the Jews on Kristallnacht showed the Nazis and the and the lack the lack the murder of the Jews on Kristallnacht and the lack of reaction from the world or from anybody because nobody really cared about Jewish life. Lack of reaction showed the Nazis that they could do whatever they wanted to the Jewish population and nobody's going to care. And that started World War II, started the Holocaust, 
which resulted in the death of approximately 6 million Jews, probably more. We're, we're back at that square one. We're back at the same stage. I've never been one to compare local times to a Holocaust. I've always, saw, I've always held myself back. I've always criticized people who actually did that, saying the second you make the Holocaust comparison, you're, uh, you pretty much lost the argument. But how could you not? How could you not when there was a Nazi attack on Jews a month ago and, and the brutality of the attack were worse than what the Nazis did to the Jews in the concentration camps? How can you not when a synagogue is firebombed, a Molotov cocktail thrown, through the, thrown at the door of the synagogue trying to burn the place down? How could you not make that comparison when shots are fired at Jewish schools. How could you not make that comparison when Jews standing on the street supporting a cause, doesn't matter what the cause was, gets beaten up and dies of his injuries? The last time Jews were openly beaten in the streets, the last time synagogues were burned, the last time synagogues were shot at, the last time people were butchered, was just before the Holocaust and during the Holocaust. How could you not make the comparison? How could you not say that we are reliving those times? Now, every generation has to, <laughs> apparently in Judaism, every generation has to relive a genocide. I guess it's in our DNA that we have to, we have to go through a genocide every generation or every couple of generations. But I really don't believe that that has to happen. Now, the Jew haters could claim, and they have, and they continue to claim, that uh, they don't hate Jews, they just want a free Palestine. They could continue to claim that. But then how do you justify attacks on Jews in North America or Jews in Europe? How do you justify attacks on synagogues and on Jewish institutions? How do you justify shooting at schools? How do you justify that? If the fight is just about the land, and the fight is just about the oppressed people of Gaza, the apparently oppressed people, I don't know who they're being oppressed by, aside from Hamas. You see, unfortunately, people don't read anymore, and people don't pay attention anymore. And I always, uh, I always marvel at the fact that when, uh, when, when, when the Arabs claim that Israel is occupying Palestine, and they're still claiming that, that Israel's occupying Palestine, the colonialist Israeli government is occupying the, the civilians in the, in the land of Palestine, uh, the land of Palestine, which, which, which would be Gaza, they're occupying Gaza. It's not true. They haven't been in Gaza. Israelis haven't been in Gaza since 2005. When Ariel Sharon, then Prime Minister Ariel Sharon, forced them to leave Gaza, forced them to leave their homes, forced them to dig up their dead, forced them to take every man, woman, dead body, child, animal, and all their belongings and get out of Gaza. In fact, the people who were expelled from Gaza, the Jews that were expelled from Gaza, ended up living in, in refugee camps in Israel for, for years before they found places for them to go and move to. All that, displacing their citizenship, 
having them live in tent cities, all that to achieve a peace, to, 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 to create a peaceful Palestinian state right next to the Jewish state. Don't say Israel didn't try. Of course they tried. But alas, they failed. Gaza became an, uh, a training ground for terrorists and a launching pad for missiles. 17 years of missiles landing on the heads of civilians. So anybody getting up and saying that attacking Jewish institutions in North America and attacking synagogues and shooting at schools is somehow freedom fighting is delusional. There's something seriously wrong with them. Their moral compass is gone. Their, their, their view of reality is gone. It, it never exi- probably never existed to start with. I, I don't get it. And maybe you do. If you do, give me a call. one 669 1292 Because I don't get it. I don't understand. I really, I really just don't understand. How is scaring seven-year-olds by shooting at their school going to accomplish achieving a freedom for Palestine or whatever you want to say in the Middle East? Maybe, maybe you could explain this to me because I, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It makes no sense. But here we are. Here we are. We're on a day commemorating the 85th anniversary of Kristallnacht, the beginning of the Holocaust. At the end of a week where we saw a synagogue bombing, saw a Jewish center bombing, saw the murder of a Jew in broad daylight in the middle of the street, and we saw the shooting of two Jewish schools. Now we have faith in God. I have faith in God. And I really believe that God is watching out for his people. I honestly believe that. I also believe that we have to watch out for ourselves. That we can't only rely on God to watch out for, although God is there and God will watch out for us. That we also have to watch out for ourselves. As human beings living in a very unstable world, we have to watch out. We have to uh, try to save ourselves. So there's only a couple of things we could do. We could spend more millions and millions of dollars to fortify our buildings even more. But why are we doing that? I don't understand the concept. I don't understand why we're doing that. Why are the Jewish, why is the Jewish community, why are Jews staying in a society that obviously doesn't want them there? Now, now don't get me wrong. Politicians will do, be politicians. Politicians will come up really strong. Uh, the mayor of Montreal said there's no place in Montreal for this kind of hatred. The premier of the province of Quebec said that this is a kind of terrorism. The education minister, because schools were attacked, said this is a kind of terrorism and that the perpetrators should be tried as terrorists. I mean, round, all round condemnations, congratulations to the politicians. They did the right thing. They condemned the attacks on Jews. It doesn't happen often, but 
Congratulations. They didn't try to find any moral equivalency because there is none. There is no moral equivalency to shooting up a school. Shooting at a school, there's, there's, there's nothing. There's nothing. Nothing at all to justify shooting at a school. So, thank God the politicians realized that. And the politicians condemned it. The fact is that the event actually happened. The fact is we can't guarantee that it won't happen again. The fact is, here we are, living in a society where day after day, week after week, we're hearing about more and more attacks on the Jewish population. Now, we've been there before. We've seen this movie before. Even in Montreal, we've seen this movie before. And we've seen this movie around the world. We're commemorating the same, you know, it's, it's a repeat of the same thing that we're commemorating, the 85th anniversary of Kristallnacht. So we understand how this movie starts. We understand the middle point and we understand the end point. But the best part about this movie, the best part about this whole thing, is that in this remake, we could change the storyline. In this remake, the winners, well, Jews always were the winners, but in this remake, the perpetrators don't have to get as far as they've gotten in the last remake. So, the Nazis have risen up again, this time in the form of radical Islam, this time in the form of, uh, of freedom fighters for Gaza or Palestine or whatever. Once we recognize that that's what this is, these attacks on Jewish population are Nazi attacks that are promoting the genocide of the Jews. Once we accept that, then we must fight against it. We must fight hard and we must fight tough. We cannot allow another genocide. We cannot sit back and allow a genocide to happen again. We're not going to lose more Jews. We already lost a Jew. We're not going to lose more Jews. And whoever doesn't like it, whoever wants to stand against us, I'll quote George W. Bush after, after um, 9-11. Either you're with us or you're against us. There's no halfway mark. So if you don't like it, if you don't like the fact that Jews are strong, if you don't like the fact that the Jews are fighting back, if you don't like the fact the Jews are not going to take it anymore. Too darn bad for you. But don't get in the Jews' way. Because once we get into the fighting mode, once we become warriors, we are actually undefeatable. History has proven that. America has insisted that uh, Israel give Gazans a four-hour window every day to flee Israeli bombings. Israel, Israeli Prime Minister Bibi Netanyahu was on Fox News earlier today. And he said, we've always done that. There's always been a four window. The corridor has been there since the beginning of the war. And there's always been a window where people could go. We've, we've given them warnings. We've given them leaflets. It's Hamas that's standing in the way, stopping people from leaving. 
causing the carnage. And Hamas is doing it for political points. They can hold up bodies of dead babies and bodies of dead people and say, look what the Israelis are doing. But if you're the one standing in the way, you're the one holding back the people from going, then the deaths are all on you. Hamas is committing a war crime every single day. They must be eliminated. I'm not a big fan of Bibi Netanyahu, but I want to congratulate him and kudos to Bibi for doing the right thing. Whoever doesn't like it, once again, they could protest, they could scream, they could yell. Too bad. But if they attack a Jew, if they touch one Jew's hair, they should all be arrested. Their protest should be banned. And they should be relegated to the history of the world, really. Really. You want to support genocide? You want to support terrorism? You want to support the killing of innocent people? You should not be allowed to have a public forum. I mean, that's my opinion. Take it for what it is. If you disagree with me, feel free to email me, howie at truetalkradio.com. That's the way I feel. And uh, I don't think too many people who are right-minded would, would feel any differently than I feel. Uh, I think enough is enough. The time has come to say, let's end this. How many years could you live with bombs falling on your head? How many years could you live in fear? And how many years could you live with people shooting at your schools, attacking your people in the street? How many years could you go before you finally say enough is enough? time that we started educating our kids in martial arts. It's time we started uh, having, having militia defending, like private militias, defending our buildings and defending our communities. It's time we, we stopped taking it as a joke. It's time we stopped with the Western mentality that everybody inherently is good. They are not. Evil exists in the world and evil exists within our city. And evil exists, and we must confront evil. We must fight evil. We must defeat evil. We cannot step back on our laurels and think it's all going to go away. It's not. This Jew hatred is just going to escalate greater and greater and greater until it will become uncontrollable. Jew hatred, as we've learned over the centuries, is very contagious. And being so contagious, it infects full societies really quickly and makes them do things that they never fathomed they would do. We must eliminate Jew hatred wherever it stands as soon as we see it. Failing to do so is just going to lead to catastrophe. We're, we're just going to. We're just going to kill ourselves. And really, I don't think, I don't think that Jews are into suicide. That's more the other side. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show. Thank you for joining me. We'll see you again. To, I'll see you again on uh, Sunday or Monday. Have a great weekend.